0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Coast Guard's rollout of its financial systems modernization has been two decades in the making. The Coast Guard is now on a shared system with other homeland security agencies, such as the Transportation Security Administration. It's been a major lift for the Coast Guard with a fair share of challenges, but it shows the services drive to embrace more cloud and standardized IT systems. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust has the latest, and Amelia, just bring us up to date on this project.
2: The Coast Guard wanted to move from its legacy financial system to a new centralized one because the old system was not compliant with federal accounting standards, cybersecurity standards, and they also weren't sure how much longer they would be allowed to stay on the mill.gov network. So, If our listeners recall back in November, we heard from the assistant commandant for resources and chief financial officer, Rear Admiral Mark Fedor. And he said at the time, the Coast Guard was about halfway through the change to the new system, which they timed to begin with the fiscal year on October 1st. And that was using a temporary system called the cutover financial system to make sure that the Coast Guard could keep operating during that time, though. They set up a support team for people out in the field. And when we spoke with Fedor back then, he said that the support team had gotten about 160 inquiries on their new system. Now, fast forward to this week when Craig Bennett, the Coast Guard's Deputy Assistant Commandant for Resources and Deputy Chief Financial Officer, explained what it really took in order to keep everything moving on the financial
3: systems. We kind of manually did 20,000 transactions, spent about a billion dollars to keep 24 hours by seven worldwide operations going. So so we had our legacy 21 data that we migrated into this new system. We had our cutover period system. So basically the first quarter of, fisc- of this fiscal year was mi- was migrated. And oh, by the way, at the same time we did this, we went to a new accounting string with POET structure and a new common appropriation structure to be consistent with the rest of the department. We went from an asset-based to a mission-based appropriation structure and all the fun of how to govern that when your, your structure and your muscle memory as an organization has not done it that way before.
1: Again, that's Craig Bennett. He's the deputy chief financial officer of the Coast Guard. Amelia, were they on budget or on schedule, I should say? And if they were not on schedule, what did that do to the budget?
2: Well, they were a bit behind schedule when they finished the transition in January. And Bennett said this did complicate their budget execution because they spent a lot on data migration troubleshooting the new system, and the Coast Guard is still paying off a backlog of invoices from that migration. But he said that all of the features that are new as of 2022 are working, and he was optimistic for the 2023 fiscal year. He said they are still learning their new appropriation structure and that the president's build back better package, doesn't include much for IT investments, but he said the desire for IT modernization is resonating more with Congress. And the Coast Guard has gotten consistent funding for this in the last three or so budget cycles. Here's Bennett again.
3: Our campaign of readiness and resiliency for the Coast Guard writ large, and then the the IT revolution more recently and specifically, has resonated with the administration, with the Hill. So in the last three years, we got over $200 million in uh, Fiscally year 20 between the, the annual budget and the CARES Act and another $170 million in 21. And there's, I think, about an equivalent amount or more actually in the 22 enacted budget. So those that theme has resonated. I think our overseers see the benefit. They understand the imperative. And we've been supported on budget. We're, we're, we're pretty grateful for the support we've had from the administration and the Hill.
1: And again, that's Craig Bennett, the Coast Guard's deputy chief financial officer, speaking at an ACT-IAC event. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Amelia Brust. And Amelia, aside from all of the financial system updates, did he mention what else the Coast Guard is doing by way of IT modernizing?
2: Well, so going forward, the Coast Guard says it wants to leverage more industry expertise and get private sector folks at the table sooner in the software development process the chief information officer rear admiral david derminellian who's actually planning to retire next month says that they want to embrace a more commercial mindset so that they can use agile software more effectively and there's a couple large omnibus contracts that are in the pipeline right now to help them do that derminellian didn't really give a lot of specifics uh, last week but here is what he did say about those contracts
4: We're looking forward to awarding some uh, contracts. We're in a sensitive stage with a very large contract right now, but there's a couple more uh, on the heels that will allow uh, our precious uh, information technology uh, technicians and managers to perform higher-level functions versus the more commodity function, which are extraordinarily important. If you don't have a working computer today for the Coast Guard, uh, a laptop uh, is to a coasty for most coasty as a rifle is to a uh, for infantrymen over in the army, so um, it's really important that we uh, we build that relationship.
1: And did he mention any specific examples of this type of agile software the Coast Guard is hoping to to get in with?
2: Well, for one, commercial cloud is a really big goal for the Coast Guard, like it is for a lot of federal government. Derminellian says that the Coast Guard is a hybrid has a hybrid cloud posture with organic data centers and cloud instantiations built to commercial standards and those are linked to commercial cloud offerings with the software as a service platform and with an infrastructure as a service platform. He said that they started this in 2018 or so to manage Coast Guard auxiliary volunteer data. And from there, they've invested a lot more in as a service solutions,
4: we're now putting more governance because we had a little bit of cloud sprawl, we need to kind of put a little bit more governance around that. Because at the end of the day, I have to support this guy named Mike Ryan. Rear Admiral Mike Ryan is the Mm -hmm. commander of Coast Guard Cyber. He has to defend all that information. Even when it's in a commercial cloud environment, it's his job. He doesn't abdicate that responsibility. Uh, And so we have to set him up for success through the way contracts are are formed. He has to have assurances back to uh, General Nakasone uh, that Coast Guard data is, in fact, secure.
1: That's the Coast Guard's chief information officer, Rear Admiral David Dermanalian. And, Amelia, did he say what's coming next?
2: And now thanks to the funds that the Coast Guard got in fiscal year 2022, Derminellian said that they can upgrade their primary case management capability. So they have a legacy system that's called MISSL, which stands for Marine Information Safety and Law Enforcement. And this stores a lot of data on things like boating accidents, pollution incidents, search and rescue cases, law enforcement and marine vessel inspections. And the Coast Guard is no longer approaching software and app development in a waterfall sort of model, but rather through an agile development software methodology, as German said, to automate and scale up much faster than they were able to do before.
1: All right. Federal News Network's Amelia Brust, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. And be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Melissa Bradley, the founder and managing partner at 1863 Ventures, an investment company focused on bridging entrepreneurship and racial equity, and accelerating new majority entrepreneurs from high potential to high growth. Additionally, Melissa is co-founder of Venture backed Eureka, a community where small businesses gain unprecedented access. As a company grows, WEPA is growing as well. And you are so spot on. We have, as as leaders, we have to let go and trust those people that work for us and empower them to do their job and then let them roll. And that's not always easy.
2: Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure.